For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another hot episode of HBCU. I wish your boy Pooba. I got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. What's good with you, my boy? What's up, bro? Not me. One of them days. One of not them me. Days. Um, that's what's not up right now. Um, yeah. I just, I just want to let y'all know WWE say the show tonight. I was in a good sleep, and all I heard was, oh, what a slam. I got on up. So, oh, oh, wait a minute. Let me tell you how much I, I did I am. I woke up to two Monday night football games. Yeah, that got me too. I was, I thought I was tripping for a minute. And I'm going to tell you how. It, it must be Monday for everybody. Because I watched the, the Dolphins drive down the field. And to a fumble. Two plays later, Will Levis throws a pick six to a lineman. Yeah. Monday is Monday. Uh, it's actually both games are tied 7-7 seven, seven, uh, in the second quarter. Uh, 6-15 left in one and 7-17 seven, left in the other. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, if you like torture, um, Monday Night Football is on with some um, three not so good teams, um, or two and a half. Are the Dolphins good, or have they just played some bad teams? So I'm gonna say three teams because, like in spades, it's like if you got two possums, they make one. So I'm gonna say two and two, three, three, okay. three bad teams. I see what you're saying. Because I, I don't know if Green Bay. I don't, is, I don't, I don't know. know if Green Bay is is decent. I don't know if the Dolphins are good because they only beat bad teams. Yeah. So well, anyway, uh, but man, look, it's finally here. Celebration Bowl weekend. Yeah, it's about that time. It is. It is. Uh, for some people. They got half the matchup, right? I'm happy to say that both our guests tonight actually predicted at least the other half correctly. They saw it. Uh, I ain't going to say I didn't see it. I just didn't think it was going to happen. And it happened. Yeah, I picked them. I picked them to finish second. I just didn't think that they would... Uh... Get over that hump that is North Carolina Central, but not only did they get over that hump, they did it convincingly. Yeah, yeah. I would uh no uh no college football playoff committee to get that wrong. They got that right, so you know, what I'm saying big shout out to them. Uh, left out on the field. I, I tell you what, I ain't gonna say who my um team I had picked to, to finish second. I don't know. They did finish second, second from the bottom in offense, but um. Uh, we can go ahead and get rolling, man. Give a shout out to our sponsors over at betonline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. Betonline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Oh, we definitely got to welcome back. Welcome back, the uh, MEAC champ. Ain't no co. Ain't no co. Miss Erica Lee. And joining them, I had to update this graphic. This man added about 18 different uh, titles since we last had him on. Last time we had him on, it was just Lee Scout. Now we got no actually it was just scout. We got Lee Scout, we got Scout and Assistant for the Shrine Bowl. We got the Nias Williams and Thorpe Award, you know what I'm saying, voter. And last but certainly not least, we got the linebacker and special teams coach for Lincoln University and PA, them lines. Welcome back to uh HBCR uh lady and gentlemen. 
What's going on, y'all? Hi, much, man. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Address me as me a champ, please. <laughs> celebration bowl champ. Right, right. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Talk to talk. We called it. <laughs> yeah. Um this is the way I, I do want to start that. Many didn't see it. So I want to ask Erica. I'm not even gonna ask from from a Howard point of view. G, <laughs> what did you see in Howard at the beginning of the season that made you think that hey, you know what, this is the team that's gonna get it done? I have faith. I have faith in Q. Will. Uh, I just have faith. This is gonna be the year, his best year. He's gonna find a way to put it together. And I saw. Not only did I see Aneem Donkwa, Darius Fox, Deshaun Ingram, there was a newbie on the block. Who's the same size as Donqua, and he might end up being better. <laughs> the kid mm-hmm. is built like Trent Williams, like you know that old line upper body, the lower body looked like a receiver, kind of tight end. He's built very well, very nimble, strong punch. I love him. That's Weatherspoon. So once I saw that, and then I saw those running backs in person, I was like, okay, Jared Hunter, like he's like he's built. He's not small. He's compact. You know what I mean? And then when I saw Eden, I was like, okay, I already knew about it. I already knew. Eden was fine. Then it's the other, it's another one. So that's like, it's three. It's three guys. Ian Willer, who is also one of the best kick returners in the FCS. And he might be one of the fastest guys in the FCS. He's really fast. Texas fast. You know, you're pretty fast down there. So between all that, and then I just have faith in Kenny Gallup to make the jump. Broken Burst coming back from injury. Jevin Jackson, who was like the 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 energy, the soul of that team, from my perspective, he came back. That was huge. So between that and then you got the two linebackers that came back, you got the two breakout years. I just saw Ray Williams and uh, Ronald Jones. I saw them really having a – they had a strong spring. I was sold. I was just like, Lawrence Q. Will just doesn't blow it and just does what we know he can do. There's no way they're gonna lose in me at. No way. I'm glad you said that. Cause I don't think everybody had that same faith in Q Will. By the looks <laughs> on the bottom right face. <laughs> not everybody had that same faith. But Erica, being a Howard faithful, at what point in the season did you feel like things had turned around? Mm. I don't know if there was a particular point because it was a little up and down, honestly. Um, And I'll say this, Howard fans are realistic. We don't live in la la land on cloud nine about our team. We're very realistic, right? I think we all knew we had a shot to get to the celebration bowl, but we always knew that there were mitigating factors that could prevent it. Um, And so that Northwestern loss, that Northwestern loss, um, we don't talk about good losses, right? But to see us be this close to taking that game against a Big Ten opponent was very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, that Hampton loss was demoralizing. Demoralizing. I cannot emphasize that enough. The The players looked down. The crowd was down. You know, I felt like it should be written in the coach's contract, must win game against Hampton. <laughs> 
<laughs> tired of losing to them. And, you know, being up as much as we were in the third quarter, it really was an inexcusable loss. Um, but then we had a feeling going into MEAC play that, you know, we had been battle tested. And so, um, you know, we didn't look great against Dell State, so everybody was calling us trash. But, you know, we get up for the big games. And I think um, that Central game had been circled. And I think everybody had put Central in the Celebration Bowl already. And it was very frustrating, I think, to our guys and to the fans um, that they were writing us off. And we see what the outcome of that was. At what point did you did your belief in Q Will change? And did you think that he could get it done? <laughs> y'all, y'all got to have these gotcha questions tonight. Is that what it is? Not just, not just you personally, but like as a fan base, because like we know he was, he's been inconsistent at times, but he made the jump this year and and played big in big moments, especially in Miag play. So like, at what point did you kind of realize that he had made that jump and he could, he was being who y'all thought he could be all along? Um. I don't know when that moment was. I think the crowning moment for me was when he ran that, ran the ball in for a score against Morgan, <laughs> like tucked it in and ran. Like all yeah. of us were like, oh, we couldn't believe it. Um, but he's played a pretty clean brand of football this year. I mean, we've had some, like there were some question mark throws, but every every quarterback has those. You know, only four interceptions on the year. Two of those were against Harvard, and that was you know, probably our poorest outing of the season was against Harvard and Cambridge. Um, but he's really done a good job, I think, of managing the games well. Um, and he's given a lot of time. The offensive line gives him time. Q needs time. You give him three, four seconds in the pocket, he'll figure it out. But if he's if he's rushed, it's a little bit of a different game. Um, I think he's got more opportunities to take the ball when there's big gaps and he can run it. Um, and he's he's done that a few times this season, not as much as I would have liked, but you know, he's got three running backs that can really get the job done, so he doesn't have to do that as much as he need, as maybe we think he should. I, I want to apologize to everybody listening. If y'all hear singing in the background, uh, it's the holiday season, and uh, Dylan realizes that, and so he has started calling for all Christmas songs on Alexa. Um, but we do got a message for Erica. Said, thank you, HU, for not making Aggies have to hear about the <laughs> Negro school in Durham, North Carolina, all December. <laughs> Gee, that's your frat, brother. <laughs> uh, uh, come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was whew. so let's so we we are here. We talked about it, it is literally. It's, it's, it's uh, Celebration Bowl week. Erica, tell us about this excitement um, because I'm going to be honest with you. It's I know people are excited, but we're not necessarily seeing a lot of it. So tell us about, like I guess you could say, the, the excitement, the feeling around Howard, uh, everything going forward. You know, I've seen a lot of talk about how people don't think Howard is excited to be going to the Celebration Bowl. And um, part of me thinks it's because a lot of people don't interact with Howard people. If you're looking for that same social media sports presence that you see from the SWAC or um, Central or the Aggies, that's that's not us. Um, but amongst us, 
you know, everybody's got their flights. Everybody's got their tickets. Everybody's all anybody can talk about. There's a lot of excitement. You know, everybody's really, you know, gearing up to go down and cheer the team. And I think we've sold quite a few tickets. I don't think we've sold as many as FAMU, but I think we'll have a very big crowd there. I think we'll surprise a lot of people. Um, and I think, I think with how the team is playing, there's going to be some upset rattlers come Saturday at four o'clock. Gee, gee, tell us your, uh, your side of things. Right? Cause I mean, you, you, you kind of come into this un unbiased. Um, and, and I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Doc said by 14. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, they are seven point underdog, which I think people should definitely take the spread. Or I will go money line, but that's just me. This perspective, this me, this yeah. me. Um, now, oh, Mr. Crowley asked a good question, Erica. Said, "How big is y'all's uh, alumni base in Atlanta?" Thousands, yeah. literally thousands. Got they it. have a <laughs> they have a group <laughs> chat with over a thousand people in it, and that's I mean that's not like everybody. It's thousands. We already sold out of the allotted amount of tickets that they gave us to sell through the alumni association and the athletic department. Like those have been gone for two weeks now. So um, I think people are just because you don't hear us talking about it. doesn't mean we're not talking about it. And it doesn't mean we're not showing up. Um, so it's thousands of people in Atlanta and more coming from all over. And we're doing watch parties all over the country. All of our alumni associations are doing watch parties too. Yeah. <laughs> Edwin says, wait, Erica, you are an AKA? Yeah, she always got a pink up. I absolutely am. Shout out to the girls. <laughs> All right, let's talk about, uh, I want to talk about events surrounding the, the, the game, you know, just outside of the game, you know, alumni mixers, uh, the day party um, with HBCU Nightly. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, well, everyone talks about Howard and our partying. We get an A++ in that. So um, we have events from Wednesday until Sunday evening for the Celebration Bowl, which, you know, I've only ever been to one Celebration Bowl, and that was last year, and I didn't really see a lot of events. But we have alumni-sponsored events. We have our receptions, our brunches, our happy hours, the games, um, and then other folks Howard affiliated DJs are throwing parties. Howard affiliated alumni are throwing parties. So um, there's no shortage of events going on on the Howard side. I assume the FAMU side is the same, but I haven't really seen much. But I don't know a lot of Rattlers. Um, but from our side, we have literally um, events from Wednesday through Sunday evening. Um, and the game, of course, is the centerpiece. And then for HBCU Nightly, which I co-host, um, we're throwing our modern day um, day party right after the game at Slush ATL, and we can put I can put the the link in the chat. It's it's right after the game, so we'll be headed over there, celebrate a Howard victory, of course, um, twenty dollars, and we'll have a, a DJ and slushies, a bison slushie, a, a rattler slushie, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And for those that want to meet a lot of the HBCU media. HBCU sports media folks, they'll all be there with us um, on Saturday after the game. So I hope to see y'all there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you won't see be seeing me. I got to be a dad this weekend. So right. unfortunately. 
Um, but G, I do want to talk about this because this brings up a good this comment brings up a, a, a good point. People undermine giving a team over two weeks to prepare for you. Jackson State overlooked that twice. Um, it's it's been the argument from SWAC fans a lot about having the MEAC having an extra week and, and stuff like that. Let me ask this question. Oh boy. Not not even about the the extra time. Okay, there we go. Cause oof. Yeah, because I, I think that's kind of a cry. Be honest with you, <laughs> fam. You has had extra time. It's just been split. Um I mean they've had extra time because they haven't played anybody. <laughs> well, oh well, that's a that's a scheduling thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can Morehouse beat Lincoln, California? <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> yo, he trying to be messy. <laughs> but, but, G, let me ask this question. Um, the matchup, as you remember, I mean, not remember, as you mentioned, seven-point favorite for, you know, uh, or seven-point spread right now. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm be honest. I've said this several times. I'm getting 2021 vibes, where mm. it's a it's a it's a 11 and one swag team coming in that seemed to be highly favored, a six and five Miac team coming in, um, that's good. That is one um, who people didn't think was would be your champion, um, but they've come in, they've won, and now. People are looking at them like I don't think they're they should be there. <laughs> well, I don't know why people don't think they should be there. They they won the Who said they, that? they won the right games. <laughs> they won the games that they were supposed to win. I mean, granted, everybody was upset at the South Carolina State game. No one was more upset than me. I went in the chat losing my mind. Oh, I was mad. I was so mad. But even they knew they messed up. You just that was just end of the day. I'm putting nine to ten in the box, and I'm forcing Corey Field to throw the ball. He had two complete passes the whole game. Even Buddy Pugh thought they was gonna get run out of there. So yeah, I'm not letting I'm not letting Howell do that to me personally. Someone else will have to score. Um, But outside of that, they won the game they were supposed to win. And call a spade a spade. From the vibe I got, they marked that central game off. They marked that off early. They said this is the one. This is gonna be the one. That was a game they put all three units together. Every unit played very well for the most part. And they just got up for them. And matchup-wise, Howard matches up very well. Like, I don't think FAMU's defense has seen an offense like this that will just physically just beat you up. And, you know, I guess it's a Howard thing where people just attribute Howard to not being tough. For whatever reason. Whatever. I get it. But end of the day, I got six, seven, three fifty right here. Six, seven, three twenty over here. Both my guards are six two, about three hundred pounds. Oh, yeah, I have a six four, three hundred and ten pound center as well. So they have guys that can neutralize a lot of fronts. If you watch the Northwestern game, they were getting the ball off. Eastern Michigan game, they out. They uh they had more yardage than Eastern Michigan. I they think more yardage and outscored in the second half. We hadn't given up sixteen special teams points. Well, yeah, that part. So it's just like the offense is fine. I don't think FAMU has seen anything like this. 
I just don't think they – and then the biggest part is, are you going to be able to tackle these running backs? Because, okay, Jared Hunter gets tired now, who I consider the power back of the team, Eden James, then he comes in. Oh, okay, they're both a little tired. All right, so let's just throw the guy who might run a sub 4-4 in there. <laughs> Ian Willer. So, good luck. Oh, and then this freshman tight end just comes out of nowhere, and he's just – looks amazing because I thought Brandon Brown was going to be that guy, but this is a young tight number 26. He's amazing. So I want to see how he matches up against the linebackers. I'll probably give the linebackers a slight edge when that coverage aspect against the tight ends. Oh, then we got the best gadget player HBCU football out split out with Casey. Okay. Then, you know, it's, it kind of fits Howard perfectly. I feel like they established his run game. Now Q will gets into rhythm. Rhythm Q Will is probably the best quarterback <laughs> in the FCS. When he's in rhythm and he's comfortable, phenomenal. He's on point. So they can establish that run game because they do have guys that can neutralize FAMU's front four. Because that's the that's what you got to get through. It's really gentle hunt. Because gentle hunt's gonna wreck the game if you let him. So that's why I like to have Darius Fox and Deshaun Ingram in there to be able to double and work towards Isaiah Major and them. Because Isaiah Major. As tough as he is, he's not gonna want to run into six seven three fifty too often, or six yeah. three hundred and twenty pounds too often. Eventually, he's gonna wear you down. So now, on the flip side, fam use playmakers. They they have playmakers, and Howard's gonna run man because they trust their guys. I would trust Kenny Gallon right and Gallup right there right now too. But we all know. Receivers just seem to win those one-on-ones with DBs. So it's really going to come down who's going to get the one-on-one ball. Because Moose is going to put it up there. They're going to try and attack down the field. Uh, he works within the hash as well, but they're going to try and attack down the field. Marcus Riley going to have him a show. Because Marcus Riley has shown that he can take over a game if he wanted to. Um, in his career, he's shown that. And that jump ball is his thing. I'm not going to lie to you. I love his ball skills, and I love what he's able to do after the catch. Oh, and he's a kick returner too. So... Is no. Riley is Riley bigger than Gallup? Yeah, Riley's about five eleven, six foot, about buck ninety. He looks blown. He looks bigger than that, though. I didn't know he was that short. I thought he at least was six one. But you know, five eleven with cleats on is six one. So it's okay. But um, Gallup probably would end up. Gallup would probably end up covering like a Kamari Young at tight end, or he probably could cover. He might end up covering Sharif. They line him up in the slot, or Riley line him in the slot. But big thing is the two, the slot, the slot uh, corner for ha- uh, Howard Carson Hinton is having a great year, his best year he's ever had, and he's going to be key too because he's going to have to get up and tackle these six two, 230 pound running backs that Fam U just keep running onto the field. I mean, go the guys that may be the same size as Fam U's defense ends, they're not too far off. I mean, Fam I'm not Fam defense. I don't know uh, Howard's defensive line. Howard doesn't have a huge defensive line. No. They're, they're just quick and they're strong. Broken Bird might be one of the strongest dudes in black college football. So they have it. Everything's lined up to be a pretty even matchup. I just think it boils down to like Eric, like everybody else probably gonna say, which Q will you gonna get? Which German Moose are you gonna get? Whoever brings the A game is gonna win. And if they both bring the A game, it's gonna boil down to who can stop the run. So that's how that's how I view the whole game. Which one? Which quarterback are you gonna get? Who gonna be able to establish the run? Oh, I'm sorry. Who gonna mess up on special teams? Because it's gonna happen. 
One play is going to happen. It's about solar. Don't solar. stress me out. It's going to happen. One team's going to do it. Stress me out. One team's going to do it. I just want to know who's going to be. It happens every year. Some more special teams happen in the Celebration Bowl that flips the game. So we'll see. It's going to happen. It's coming. It's e, I just, I just. You can't be us. You know how I feel. I know how you feel about the special teams, but you know, you you had your feelings about Q Will, but he, you love him now. I I don't know if I love him, but I apologize. <laughs> I did apologize. Fair enough. I apologize. You know, I think Q Will's play this year taught me that sometimes you don't need a flashy quarterback. No. And I think I'm looking for maybe I'm looking for a stereotypical quarterback, the the loud, strong leader on the field and in the locker room. Um, the one that I know, you know, that Hampton game, I just kept saying down one with three minutes to go. He's not our guy. Like I just kept saying that because I was just so angry about how that all went down. Um, but, you know, to see how he manages games and how he stays calm under pressure, um, you know, and to, he's going to get you, you know, two to 300 yards every game. Um, and so, you know, he's done his part. He hasn't had big mess ups, to be quite frank. He's done his part. So I had to reevaluate how I assess what a good quarterback is. And he's a good quarterback. Jared, let me ask you this. Um, I found it felt weird even calling you by, by your name. G, let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> you, you talked about, uh, fam, you hadn't played uh, – a team like you know, as far as a a, 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 a unit like a. Uh, let me ask: Is there a on both sides a comparison of teams that they have played that are similar? Like, is there a team that Howard has played that's similar to FAMU or team FAMU has played that's similar to Howard? Ooh. Uh dang. That's a hard one. That is, um, because I don't think FAMU's defense is. <laughs> I understand they're not necessarily Morgan. Like I, I get it stat wise, but there's yeah. a lot, a lot of layers. To yeah, that. there's yeah. so many layers to that. Nobody that played against Morgan will. <laughs> I mean, no one that watches Morgan and Fam is just sitting there like, yeah, Fam's a better defense on like on on tape. It's just yeah. no one can say that. Nobody can say it. I don't. I mean, they will, but you know, I Bowler and Morgan were my guys. I'm just waiting on those. Those are the guys. It was on the freak list and everything. Those are the guys that were supposed to just, just, and they just didn't have the year that I thought they would have. But then you got all the Howard <clears throat> having the best year of their career. Yeah. You know, um, I guess defensive. I mean, I don't even know. I don't think family. I guess the closest team. Bama State. Would Bam is Bama State Howard? No, no, but maybe Prairie View because of the wantingness to establish the run, they just don't have the personnel that Howard has. But yeah. Prairie View wants to establish the run, and they have a don't they have the size of front that yeah. have. It's tough, dog. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe USF. 
for, for FAMU. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Mm. I mean, and Howard has played USF tough before. So, I mean, I guess I'll – that's probably the – yeah, that's probably the best team that they probably equally – look at USF game for Howard and FAM. I guess you could get an idea. I mean, it's pretty much the same roster for Howard from when they played against them last year. So, I mean, if you want to – I mean, honestly, it's really the same. Yeah, that's damn. That's damn the same exact roster except for one or two people. So, yeah, you watch the USF versus Howard game and watch the USF versus FAM game. That'll probably give you your best idea. Um, I think Howard played USF a little tougher than uh, FAMU did. Um, but they, they established that run. Jared Hunter had one of his best games of his career versus USF. Um, Let's go there. Let's go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So the, we, FAMU has been reluctant to, to try to run the ball at times this year. Whereas you See, Howard obviously is going to rely on their three-headed monster. Who do you think is it more important for Howard to establish the run or for FAMU to try to stop Howard from, from running the box? It's nothing like not being able to stop a team from running the rock. It just – eventually you just get – you just you just wear down. Attrition sets in. Yeah. Like after, after the 50th run play, you're like, damn. I'm telling you, no, I don't, even if Donquay isn't the most explosive at times, he's still 350 pounds, man. Like you don't, you gotta, you trying to push that guy backwards is tiring. I don't care how, how how strong you think you are, trying to push someone back that far for 60 plays is tough on any three tech that he's gonna walk down on, or any uh, any uh, five technique that he's gonna try and hook. Or just wash you all the way to the sideline. It's a lot to set the edge against someone that big. Um, and for interior wise, I just told you the guards are the guards and center are really good for Howard. So, but luckily, I love Gentle Hunt. He's my favorite interior D lineman outside of Jalen Bell from Tennessee State. Love Gentle Hunt. So we're gonna see. He's the one that I'm concerned about because. He's, I mean, he's just dynamic. He's a game wrecker. He just doesn't get a lot of recognition. You know, he's a little undersized. But he's one that can literally wreck the game. But I would rather have Deshaun Ingram, you know, who I think is a really good center. I'd rather have him um, majority of the time blocking him. Um, so I will say if FAMU can't stop the run, this celebration goal is going to be – is going to be a heartbreaker for people that <laughs> – it's nothing like getting ran the ball on. Because Howard will run the ball 50 times if they can. Yeah. They will. Like He will have 50 yards passing, rushing touchdown from quarterback sneak or something. And Jerry Hunter have 100 yards. Eden have 80. Eden will but it's not even that. They'll have 50. They'll have they'll rush the ball 50 times. And Q Will's at least going to get 175 in the air. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. ask, are we a rushing team or are we a passing team and when you look at the stats it's low-key both yeah they're very balanced they're more balanced they're more than more balanced teams i mean central's probably the most balanced um 
the run game wasn't what it was supposed to be towards the end of the year with Central. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Well, they said that was injuries that came into play with that. But um, but I think Howard's the most balanced that we have between the two teams. Um, but Are they, they more balanced uh, yardage-wise or just play-calling-wise? Uh, the yardage is pretty – yeah, the yardage is pretty balanced every game. I just know I'm taking Howard's three headed monster over FAMU's three headed monster, gotcha. and, I'm, and I'm taking their O line over <clears throat> O line as well. But I think FAMU's D line is better than Howard's D line, but it's not like a big gap. But I just think that FAMU, FAMU's more equipped to stop uh Howard's running game than Howard is to stop FAMU, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, Mr. Dukes asked this question: Does uh, does HU and I have to no, never mind. I ain't gonna be paid tonight. I'm sorry, Eric. Um, does HU have more motivation to disprove the notion that they aren't a football school? Uh, said, doesn't fam you have more pressure not to lose since they are favored and have the better record? I think the pressure's on fam you. Definitely. Pressures yeah. on us at all. We're not hey, even hey, supposed to be here, apparently. Yeah, so. hashtag save the sweat. Yeah, I, I, let me. I do want to clear that when I when I say not supposed to be there, not saying y'all didn't deserve to win or anything, but a, a lot of people pick central, and a lot of people felt oh, like if yeah. central's not there, then it's it's a, whoever from whoever from the sweat goes is going to win it all. That's that was the notion yeah. for a long time. So no, I mean we see it. Everybody sees mm-hmm. it. You know, I think. Um, you know, those of us who followed Howard football knew what it could be. And so, um, you know, we're not shocked. Now, did I think we was going to put 50 up on Central? No. <laughs> but I wasn't shocked we won that game. And you recall on HBCU Nightly, I said, I don't think anybody's getting out of the MEAC unscathed. And I got laughed at. It. But I truly thought that Central would lose the game. And if it wasn't to us, they were going to lose to Morgan. But Morgan had no nothing in the quarterback room so there was, there was nothing yeah no go but i definitely think all the pressure is on fam you and they have a for whatever reason they feel like in the to me the outside looking in they feel like they have to show that they are you know running the swag you know that those two dion years with jackson state were an aberration you know that they have the better program they have the better personnel that they should be you know, kings of the SWAC in football and can bring the SWAC their second celebration bowl. Um, so the pressure's on them. Um, I don't think the pressure's on us. If there's any pressure at all, it's to show that, you know, the MEAC can win a celebration bowl with a team outside of the Carolinas because we are the first team outside of the Carolinas to go. Um, but other than that, I think that I don't, I don't sense that from the guys and I don't sense that from our fan base either. So and this is it's funny because he asked that question, and uh, I know it's hashtag say the swag and that's been going around and people doing that. But I get a sense that people don't necessarily care because our friend Yarta say, "Baby, if Howard wins, I'm not gonna shut up." And a lot of people have looked at FAMU the same way they kind of looked at Jackson State. Like, I'm not gonna chill for you just because you went to swag. So. It's just interesting how, I how agree people with come that. 
I agree with that. It's wild to watch them all go back and forth. It's like, it is. For me, I, we have like a little bit of it, but then, you know, we'll go to happy hour or brunch after or something, you know? Like, <laughs> um, I feel like in the MIAC, whatever MIAC team goes is who we support. There's no back and forth about, you know, who it is and whether we like them or not. It's no, we're going to support our team, our conference. And so I think that's a very interesting difference between the two conferences. Surprise thing, man. MIAC, MIAC is a better football conference. So we got to keep establishing the dominance. I say we because I was born and raised MIAC. So I got to say too, when it comes down to it. And I picked, and I picked Howard. I just I gotta I gotta stick to my pick, and I don't. This is nothing. I love I love FAMU. I would love FAMU if they weren't going against Howard. Mm. But they they just they're going yeah. against Howard. <laughs> I, I, I gotta pick Howard. Absolutely. All right, G. I'm gonna ask you to put on one of your other hats. Um, mm-hmm. this might be one of your favorite parts tonight. Players to watch in this game. Oh, so many. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Well, I'll try and keep it short. Um, Jared Hunter, because he's my favorite running back to watch. He's the he's a true three down back. We talk about contact balance. We talk about maneuverability in between gaps, start and stop, ability to run somebody over if he can. He's a solid pass blocker. Great receiver out the backfield. He's like, I just, <laughs> I just look forward to see what his decision is going to be moving forward when it comes. Like, I think he has like another year. Does he come run, run it back with Howard again, or does he, you know, see if he can make it up to another level and see if he can produce on the next level, um, maybe a, a G five or something like that. So I'm just excited to see him put on the show. If you think what Mookie did last year was something, I'm telling you. Jared Hunt is going to show why he's the best running back in HBCU football this year. Um, who else? Uh, Casey Hawthorne, we talked about. Uh, Demetrius Willispoon, right tackle. Uh, Deshaun Ingram, center, uh, that I've been very high on. Of course, I named Donka, Darius Fox. Uh, look out for Darian Brokenberg. Uh, they need somebody to wreck the game versus a uh, family uh, offensive line. This is the best offensive line that uh, – <clears throat> Willie Simmons had, in my opinion, since he's been there. Um, gee, gee, I got one for you. Go ahead. Ilaraza. Oh, my little slot receiver. Yes. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I'll be forgetting about him sometimes. I feel bad. Because he, he's a little underutilized. But yeah, he, he when, you, when it's time to get those third and, catches third and shorts yeah. or third and like mid-range yardage, mm-hmm. it's going to number four. He catches everything. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's a good one. Shoot. Dang. Well, I will say another one, Javon Morgan, because I was very high on him coming up into the year, the safety from uh, FAMU, number two. Uh, Kendall Bowler, uh, he needs to step it up. Uh, he's just, this is I, – I expected a lot out of him this year, um, and I just need him to show up. need him to show up and showcase that freakless ability that we've been waiting to see since this whole year, that we saw the past two years. Uh, from him. Um, who else? I say a major, of course. And, you know, I know people have a lot of, they <laughs> whack was very upset about him winning defensive player of the year. I was, gonna, I was just going to ask you about that because a, a lot of people probably, I, 
<laughs> a lot of people, I think they discredit him because they felt like Bubba was snubbed um, versus saying that he was deserving as well. So I was going to ask about your thoughts on on as far as like his style of play and and he's and um, him as a player. He is a, for me. He's an odd front inside linebacker, uh, preferably a jack linebacker, a guy that's comfortable with contact off his lineman, quick trigger versus the run, motor, sideline to sideline ability. Um, I'll say he's a pretty – he's a decent tackler. He'll miss some in space. Um, the thing about Major, he's very aggressive, which could put, you know, offenses in a very interesting spot. So what you do against a guy like Major, you RPO him. You RPO those kind of backers that are very aggressive. But he's a guy that'll knock your guard off his feet in the run game. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, Howard's offensive line is big, but he's not scared to run into them. Now I just recommend he does it because he's only six foot, two hundred and thirty pounds. But that was two thirty when the season started. So who knows? He might be about two twenty now, two twenty-five. So you just don't want to deal with that every play. Um, but I do like him as a as a prospect right now. Um, he's probably someone that you might bring into camp and see what happens. Special high special teams acumen, just due to his motor size um, and coverage. He's solid in the shallow zones. I wouldn't trust him to cover Jared Hunter out of the backfield for too many too many times. Eventually, Jared Hunter is going to break that one. So I wouldn't run too much man coverage versus Howard. That's just what I I wouldn't run too much man coverage Howard. Definitely when they get into their you know their trust formations, their doubles. Mm-mm. Because all they're going to do once they see it, because they know those pass rushes are going to come, they're going to leak Jared Hunter out. Now you're going to put him in a situation with Isaiah Major, one-on-one, and I'm going to take Hunter nine times out of ten. Um, so, but I do like him as a linebacker prospect. He's probably the best linebacker prospect coming out this year, HBCU-wise. Um, it's between him and Lawrence Richardson right now for me. Um, but he's a game, he could be a game record, too, if you let him. So, um, I just say if I'm going to go against Samuel's defense, I'm going to slow down those run linebackers because they quick trigger, quick trigger. And once they see it, they go and they have really good bursts and they'll just destroy your run game if you let them. So you got to slow them up. You got to force Samuel's front four to be able to hold their own against the, let's say, five to six, maybe seven guys and maybe blocking them on a the play and make the linebackers hold. And then if they shoot up field, then hey, guess what you just do? Throw it right behind them. So it's, 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 that's what I would do. Against family's personally. You muted, bro. <laughs> I want to say that in important no way. Um, <laughs> uh, E, how um, I guess from a fan perspective, what what are some things that um, I say from a fan perspective? I'm not, let, let me not discredit you like you don't cover the game. My apologies. Um, what are some things that you see um, in FAMU that may concern you just a little bit? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Be honest, E. Be honest. <laughs> I mean, Musa is a thrower. I mean, 
what did he have? Something like 340, uh, 340 attempts this year. Like their wideouts are going to get our corners and safeties in one-on-one coverage. And I'm, I'm that, that the big, the big throws, the big catches, the big gains, the, those explosive plays is what concerns me to be quite honest. Um, so, you know, we've handled it pretty good. I think when, um, the quarterback from Norfolk State, I can't remember his name. Um, Auto Auto Coons. Yeah, him. I mean, I mean, Kenny Gallup had a game-saving um, interception that game, but he was kind of blowing us. He was blowing us to smithereens on some of those those long pass plays. Um, I know I understand that he can be Musa can be a little bit inaccurate, but I mean that's going to be the challenge for the game, and I think. Um, I'm not as concerned about the run the run game for FAMU, but I am concerned about that passing game. All right. Uh, hey, he bad. Dude's going ask some good questions. Um, so I'm going to go back with it. Who has the coaching advantage Saturday? Mm. That's a good question. Mm. Um. I don't know. We might find out Saturday. Also, I just found out that Larry Scott's son is on the FAMU football team. I didn't know that. Yeah, they did a big um, NBC Washington story on it yesterday. I think it was a mass comm major or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think, I, yeah. Go ahead, E. I mean, I'd like to give the nod to Scott, but sometimes I feel like he makes the wrong decisions um, at critical moments. So I'm really interested in seeing how aggressive his play calling is. Um, There have been some instances where I felt like we should take the points, kick the field goal. We're eight of eight from field goal and field goals this this season. We got kickers, Um, you know, that Northwestern game, we went for it on fourth down twice when we could have kicked two field goals. Um, we would have won the game. So I want to see what his decision-making looks like in some of these more critical junctures if the game is tight. You know, if we're if we're up, you know, he's going he's gonna to continue to press and we're going to run away with it, right? But if the game is tight, if it's within, you know, one score um, – you know, three points, seven points, whatever. It'd be interesting to see what he does on some of those like third, those fourth and short calls or those, um, you know, third and short or third and long calls. I want to see what he does. Um, I think, um, yeah, he got me thinking. But I get frustrated sometimes. Yeah, you got me thinking. But I guess I gotta, I gotta just. I think personnel-wise, I think currently Howard is better. Personnel-wise, I think FAMU has a better. God dang, that's tough. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give FAMU the hot the coaching edge, but I'm gonna give the personnel edge to Howard. I think the players. I think Howard has a better overall players on their football team, but I think. That FAMU has like the slight coaching advantage. More, 
I could I want to say more on the defensive side. It's just because that South Carolina State game don't leave my head. It just doesn't leave my head. But he, I mean, he righted the ship the next two games. He did, and that's why it's like it's hard for me to really give him defensive coordinator to 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 fam use to fam use defensive coordinator for Howard because Howard's defense had to go against better competition. I was just about to say that. So yeah, who, who is Sam you really played though that would be a test like North Carolina Central? Yeah. So that brings the next question, and and more battle tested. Um, when you look at it, because uh, FAMU's only, it, to my knowledge, FAMU has, it, as far as playing FCS competition, uh, FAMU's only had one game that was kind of in question, realistically. Um, was it Bama State? No, uh, I would say Southern. Yeah, the Southern game. Yeah. Southern, oh, Southern game. Southern. Um, yeah. the Bama State game was close, but then, like, in the fourth quarter, they it kind of pulled away. Yeah, kind of pulled away a little bit. Um, versus Howard has had, hmm. you know, even if you throw in the 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 FBS games, uh, fam, you had the close game with um, USF, but Howard had a close game with uh, um, Eastern, Eastern Michigan, Michigan, Northwestern. Um, then y'all have had the games with uh, Hampton. Uh, well, you can go down the whole list pretty much. I mean, Harvard, to me, Harvard was the best team we played all season. But they do everything right. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, they do everything right. Like they weren't flashy, but they do everything right. Like that's yep. a fundamentally solid football team. Solid take. Yeah. And Edward Moore says, "Wow, you think Howard has more depth than FAMU?" Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. They rotate offensive linemen, and they don't miss a beat. <laughs> like you know, most teams don't do that. Just just wait till you see it, Edwin. I mean, <laughs> deep backfield loaded, and so I mean, no one's gonna dis, no one's gonna say any backfield in the FCS is better than Howard's. I'm sorry. Now the kid from South South Dakota State, he's really good, but there's not three of him. You could literally either one of those running backs at Howard could be a starter, but they're rotating them. Offensive line wise, they rotate the offensive line at Howard. Receiver depth, listen, they I know Casey's highlighted the most, but there's like four other guys. They just don't sometimes they don't spread it as much as I would like for them to. They spread it more last year than this year, if I'm not from my from my personal opinion. They have three tight ends, I think, are solid at Howard as well. Brennan Brown being your second option is good because he's one of the best tight ends in HBC football coming into this year. So now we got the freshman. DB wise, when you have literally all your DBs can play man coverage. All of them. Every single last one of them could play band coverage and they play it well. That's definitely me. And like they have the option to play to play coverage, you know, just drop back, drop seven, and play zone. But they have the ability, all of them, from your strong safety, your nickel, your free, and your two corners. Everybody could play man. Oh, and they all like to stop the run too. So there's that part. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, D-line wise, I'll give FAMU the edge on the, the rotation. But you can argue anywhere else, Howard got it. Oh, and tight end. I'll give you know what? I will give FAMU the tight end edge. I do like their two tight ends. I do. And I big. don't think we utilize our tight ends as much as we could. Nah, nah, they don't. Mm-hmm. But but the option is there. Maybe that's something that they'll 
trying to take advantage of with those aggressive linebackers from fam. You got another question? Ooh, you ask, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. I like Dukes. <laughs> That's actually a very good friend of mine. Like he's okay, got you. <laughs> All right. Dukes throws up. He says, if fam, you were to win, would the swag narrative be we won or would the louder narrative be from MEAC? Um, you had to leave the MEAC to get the celebration vote. That's such an act question. It is. I don't. Oh God, what do I even say? <laughs> so here, so I, I want to say this because it, it, this has come up oh, a, a few times where people was talking about, you know, saying, "Oh, fam, you came from the sweat." I mean, came from me act to take over the sweat. <laughs> but nobody talk about Bethune Cookman. Well, well Bethune is having a moment. Yeah. And people are being respectful of that. I think. I'm no. I mean, I'm just saying. But I you know, being respect. But they have let fam you run like rampant in the swag. Yeah, I mean, there's only mm-hmm. lost. They only lost two games in the swag. Yeah, so, but they were picking. If I'm not mistaken, they were picking up before they left the the Miac. Weren't they getting? They had that final season that was very yeah. good. Yeah. Like, prior so to they that, were gaining Yeah. Yes, Prior to that, it was the Aggie show, and then it was the Bethune Cookman show. Yeah. You know, fam, you really hadn't made a stink since the early 2000s, to be honest, Frank. Yeah. So, 20 years, this is their time, and you know, good for them. Oh, yeah, the ineligible, yeah, compliance, yeah, yeah. So, that's no one's fault, but yeah, so yeah, I get it. Miak Bowl, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna take that from them. I mean. No, I think it's great that they made it. Like this, the perform well. Like, go, good job. Like that's great. The swag doesn't even claim FAMU, so I'm, I'm just, I'm laughing to see how they're trying to claim them. All of a sudden, they hate FAMU. I don't mm-hmm. think swag, the swag will claim them at never. all. Never. They I mean, never will. I mean, I, I think that I don't know if I can say the swag hate fam. You, I think the swag hated everybody until it's uh, it's like a it's like that family reunion where you know, what I'm saying everybody fight each other, get you know, what I'm saying and then you know, what I'm saying, but you don't let nobody outside the family necessarily talk about you, but you know, what I'm saying, yeah, but maybe fam, I'm wrong. Fam, you's a cousin by marriage, though, yeah, yeah. yeah, for real, though, you get rid of him. It always feel like this, like a a stepsister type, you know what I mean? Like a <laughs> doc said, we would never claim family. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so. I mean, you the adopt- family adopt the cousin, bro. You know <laughs> that's it. That's it. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's like a a a great cultural fit just yet to me. <laughs> I think. Um. And I think, and Will Davis just said it. He thinks FAMU was an outlier in the MIAC. I think it's, it, I I get, I think FAMU was MIAC because they were in the MIAC for a nice chunk of change, a nice chunk of time. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a team we know. It's a uh, alumni base we know. It's athletics that we know, right? Like <laughs> we right. know FAMU, and FAMU knows us, right? I think FAMU's. You know, adjustment into the SWAC has been, although they've won in football quite well, uh, <laughs> men's basketball is terrible, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but they've picked I up. Think it, I think in, it's a great fit. Yeah, they've oh, picked yeah. up in, in in other sports. So You yeah. just mentioned the familiarity with me, um, 
these programs due to, you know, fam, you've been in the MEAC recently. Does that play a part in this game or is that – do y'all think it plays a part or do you think it doesn't really matter since these are two new teams? Um, I think for the alumni bases it plays a part. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because we interact and we've yeah. always interacted, right? Um, and people forget before the the demise of the MEAC, like when we were rocking towards that, we were at that 12 team space, you know, when Savannah State and Winston Salem and all of them were in the conference. Like that was a fun time in the MEAC. Like the rivalries were crazy, the games were rocking. You know, people talk about Howard not being into football. I was in school during that time, those games were packed. Um, so and FAMU traveled, like when FAMU would come, their side would be packed, right? So um, I definitely think it plays into the alumni base interaction because we know them as opposed to Prairie View, like not even shading. We don't, we don't know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, um, for the students, for the student athletes, there's only like three or four, I think I counted guys that are still from that last 2019 team that played FAMU the last time. And so um, Q, Q Williams was one of those guys. You remember that was the Ron Prince year? Yeah. Or month, three months, right? Um, <laughs> it's so um, terrible times, actually. So, you know, there's only a couple of guys that remember or have interacted or experienced playing FAMU. So I'm hoping that they're talking to the guys because the last time we played at played FAMU, we played at Bragg. And so they can kind of share what that experience was like. Yeah, I'm looking here. Uh, this, I think this is the best comment. Uh, Roy Miriam says, I'd rather be a sub-sister with a celebration bowl win. That's real. You say, we all family. Um, and then she says that Erica said 2018 was Willis' first year. We were building. So, I mean, I, I made the point that, fam, you came to Howard in 2018 and, and lost. Yeah. <laughs> they did. All right. Let, let, let's get here. Let's get here. Um expectations for this game um slash predictions oh um all right here we go let's just get this out the way i expect a low scoring game i don't expect a high scoring game I expect, I, honestly, I expect this game to go very similar to the Howard versus uh, Morgan game. I'm going to be very honest with you. I think it's going to be very similar. Um, I think, I, God, there's, I know there's going to be a special team something. I just don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to happen. It's either going to be a block punt or a return. It's one of them. It's, it's bound to happen. Um and I expect I, – I really do, believe it or not, I do expect Q Will to have the best game of his life, to be honest with you. He's I, best when, this, when, this, when the lights are bright. I will say is. that. He's a state champion, man. The kids won before. And I, mean, I mean, technically, he won two straight MEAC championships, regardless of how people want to splice it. He did. He won twice in a row. And you know what? 20, 21-17, that's, that's actually – Wow, that's, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that's a good one. I can I can roll with that. I was gonna say 24 17, Howard. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I'm cool with 
yeah, I was around that. So I'm just gonna go with that because that's how I was feeling. Like it's gonna be, it's not gonna be high scoring. It's gonna be like a, it's a good, good defensive football game. But that somebody's gonna break someone up. It's just gonna be a something with special teams is gonna kill that game for the other for the other team. It's, I feel it. It's coming. I need you to stop speaking it into existence. It's not, <laughs> I was not saying it's going to happen with Howard, but it's going to happen. I just don't want to even put it in the atmosphere. I, I just, I it took us half a season to figure it out, to figure, figure out, out special teams. <laughs> Y'all figured it out, you know? So, I mean, I just remember the Hamptons game and hundreds of people staring at me in the crowd, screaming, <laughs> fix special teams! Like, I just kept... I just couldn't stand it. Ooh. Ron Jab from the other side says 2413 fam. He doesn't one. live in the real world. Meak Mike says 2814 Howard. You mean yeah. Banks? Banks. It's definitely Banks. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Meak Markham. <laughs> <laughs> Who's putting go dogs? Who are the dogs? That's uh, Alabama AM. Jay White. Oh, oh. So. Wrong conversation. Yeah, definitely. Y'all, y'all had y'all shot. <laughs> y'all don't answer the phone either, but I'm not gonna get into that. I'm just trying to help y'all players out. That's all. God is good. Um, oh, yeah, that's all. Good. Ooh, thirty-five, seventeen, fam. You, mm. y'all. It, it, mm, I would like to hear your rationale ball. behind that score. That's all. I, I would like. I don't mind it. I just want to hear your rationale. Like, what 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 makes you I, now? I I I think it'll be a low scoring game, G. But I think it'd be when I say low scoring, I'm thinking mid forties. You know, what I'm saying total, some like or, or you know, what I'm saying mid to high forties, under fifty. But I, I'm thinking something like 28-24 or twenty eight twenty four or twenty seven twenty four. I I I don't know. I don't know. These offenses produce. Yeah, right. that's that, but and I know the defenses are good, but it's I've seen in these Both like offenses are explosive. I've seen these celebration bowls where these defenses have have kind of been gun shy a little bit at times. Who Doc saying thirty four twenty? Out, he said, mm. out. Mm. Doc got Doc got a lot of hate in his heart. He he said <laughs> <laughs> he said how about fourteen though? So yeah, he did. So. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm gonna be at the I'm gonna be at the practice on Friday, so I'm gonna. I just want to see. I just gotta get an idea. If I can see, it, have get an idea what they're gonna do. I'll All right. Um, yeah, I think Coach Adley must go on. We're having yeah. a send off for the team on Wednesday, so I think I'll be there for that. Yeah, we did it for basketball too. I stand on business. <laughs> 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 All right, let me uh before we get ready to get up out of here. Um, I know we got two two orders of business. Um, but G, let me ask this Aeneas Award, uh, Aeneas Williams Award, uh, update. Um, have they have y'all sent out the finalists yet, or, or have uh, y'all sent a date? Finals will drop tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Oh, that's a good timing, yeah, tomorrow afternoon. Um, okay, I'll make yeah, sure, uh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you should be getting the uh, email, you should be on the list, yeah, 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 yeah. we on there, get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I appreciate that because I, I also get the paycom Jim Thorpe stuff and was getting yeah. that for the week, so I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, um, I got you. Well, listen, I, you know, I, I'm here to help, bro. Here to help. I, I know you can't necessarily talk a lot about it. I'm just gonna say, and I and, and I know I'm a little biased. I need Jordan Toes on that list in this finalist. I know you can't, you, you ain't got an answer, just wink your eye. 
But <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna say the guy, the three guys we picked for finalists were we. Those were the best guys. Yeah, that, very, very that, deserving. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like when y'all see it, you're gonna be like, okay. Like, I appreciate that. Uh, definitely appreciate that, uh, Miriam. Much appreciate. Yeah, y'all gonna love. We list. came on a good night because we 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 definitely got some foolishness for you. Because <laughs> 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 should came last week. We were talking. We were Thursday. We did the uh, gifts, yeah, giving out gift. all the gifts to the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just duality, man. Ain't nothing wrong with a little duality. <laughs> Can y'all? Um, I just posted in the private chat the modern day party link for those who. Are yes, let me throw this in gift. here. Um, it wouldn't let me post it in the main comments, so. Yeah. I was out. trying to so I was trying to get it from Josh and I I'm and that's that's on me. I was trying to get the flyer, but I didn't do it in enough time. Uh because I, I know I fell asleep. So um yeah, go check it out. Um Erica, tell them about the day party before I, before I tell a lie. Yeah, no, it's gonna start usually for whatever reason. I guess there's not many moves right after the celebration bowl. So we're gonna be at slush ATL. Um, it's not too far from Mercedes Benz. Um, Black-owned restaurants are supporting Black-owned businesses. We'll have a DJ. I think it's DJ Kid Fresh, I believe. Um, and a lot of uh, media personalities, coaches, ADs, listeners to HBCU Nightly and all of our other really cool shows will be in the building. So um, if you want to come and meet us, have have a drink, dance a little bit, get your little two-step on, um, come, come to Slush, the modern-day party. It's $20. Um, and they serve food. Drinks, great music. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was it. I fell asleep on the job. Now I fell asleep before the job. I went to sleep. I, I'm telling y'all, man, it was it was rough. It was rough. But uh, <laughs> uh, before we get ready to wrap up, I do. Uh, while we, as we wrap up, man, I want to give major shout outs to um, Coach Thornton, Don Thornton, and uh, UAPB. Um, they had a big win last week against SMU, and then on yesterday had the uh the huge upset of Arkansas. Uh got Arkansas fans talking about disbanding the, the women's basketball program. They talking about not sending not spending any more of the athletic budget on the women's I, I've never heard somebody program. so mad. <laughs> Our non-melanated brothers in Arkansas were talking about uh defund the program. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out yeah. to Jordan though, man. Big win. Yeah, it was huge, huge win. Um, and she just continues to do it, man. She almost caught they almost caught North Texas slipping, man. They had them in the fourth, and then they one or two, you know, saying ball bounce the opposite way one or two times, but Major shout out to them. Uh, but before we go, y'all know what we like to do. Uh, Miss Erica, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you and so all you your can, other important information. So you can follow me at E-R-L-E-E-0217. I co-host HBCU Nightly every Wednesday. I do guest spots here on Golden Boot and um, inside the HBCU Sports Lab and some other shows. So um here to talk Howard football. And also I want to shout out the golden boot because you guys were the first show to ever let me come on and speak and talk about Howard football um, at the beginning of this season. And so I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, from that interview, I told y'all, I thought we was 
we was going to have a, a good go of it. And yeah. now, now here we are at the end. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to coming back, hopefully with a Howard victory um, yeah. after Saturday. So y'all follow me. It's a lot of fun. My timeline is a lot of fun. So it's great. Hey, she definitely has people in their feelings. Uh, I forget what was that after the North Carolina Central win? You had people? Um, uh, no. After the Morgan win, after the Central uh, win. Yeah. And then Morgan. That Morgan week was classic, though, man. Oh yes, oh yes. They're not uh, our rivals, though. Nah, they they uh they rival with Towson. Um, no, they're, 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 not, they're not. All right, <laughs> G, go ahead, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I asked my pops, man. He's the first. He's on the first team to play Towson, so they're not rivals. He was he despises that. So he, he's he's in denial. G, but go ahead. <laughs> 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 the first hey, step. <laughs> oh man, but not nah, um, you know, I'm always gonna shout out draft HBC players um on Instagram, on Twitter. Um love the platform. We're building something very it's, it's very organic. Um we're really just we genuinely want to help programs um highlight their players, highlight the best players, highlight their pro ready guys. Um uh for me personally, it's just been a you can find me on uh, Coach underscore Huggins Jr. Uh, I do work with the Shrine Bowl. I'm a scout with the Shrine Bowl, so I'll be ta- I talk about Sun Belt a lot. Um, Nias Williams Award, Jim Thorpe Award. Uh, so I just talk a lot about you know not just HBCU football but football in general. Uh, but for the most part, I think all my social media handles are the same. So it's either Gerald Huggins something or Huggins. I don't. I have nothing to hide. So you can find me on Hug- Gerald. You put Gerald Huggins on any social media platform i should be there somewhere um but yeah man once again fellas y'all i appreciate y'all uh, i was just telling i was just telling malik man y'all like our biggest supporters man like uh you know a lot of people don't even be posting our stuff man and i ain't gonna go on no crazy rant but <laughs> a lot of hbcus do not post our stuff so for the ones that do in the space i appreciate y'all a lot we need it so that's why anytime you hit me up if you need me to come on the show you know I got you. So both of y'all just hope y'all realize that I got nothing but love for y'all boys, man. For real. Hey, appreciate it, man. I'm YDT before I come back. Oh, we back. Um checking the mail, bro, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um man, I don't think we got anything else. Uh definitely want to tell everybody appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh Chuck said he loves HBCU nightly. Um it's getting, <laughs> getting rowdy right now. These last couple of episodes. Yeah, it's all time though. I mean, Central brought brought their whole band, all them people. <laughs> had an invitation, the MIAC Championship Trophy, invitation to the celebration ball. Mm. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, and you got anything else before we get up uh get up out of here? Nah, man. That's all I got. All right. Well, we'll be Have back on this weekend, Erica. We'll miss yes, you sir. guys. Word. I ain't gonna lie, y'all not being there is crazy. But yeah, that's that, I'll tell you about it, G. I got you. All right, but uh oh, definitely... okay, I got you. Yeah, I got appreciate you. y'all for tuning in. I got you. And uh, like that, we out. This show was presented by betonline.ag.
Bring me my money. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.